Welcome to the Faith is a Verb podcast, formerly known as the Back to Basics Bible Corner. Tracy, Amy, and Amanda here, and digging into scripture together is our favorite thing to do, because simply reading the Bible isn't enough for us. We want to actually study His Word. We have created this podcast as a means to study together with all of you, so we would be over the moon excited to have conversation with you in the comments here. Without further ado, let's go chew on some scripture together. Hello, hello, guys, and welcome back to the Faith is a Verb podcast. So sorry that we left you hanging last week. Uh, We had a very busy week, so we had to just roll with the punches and um, move it to this week whenever we have some availability to record. That's that's what happens whenever you're doing things as a mama. It just happens. We have things that come up, and uh, we're, we're so sorry about that. Hopefully, this will be the only time in this season that we have to skip a recording. I'm very proud of us because we made it five weeks without having to skip anything, without having to like push back more than just a couple of hours our time for recording. So I'm, I'm very proud of us. We should all give, us, give ourselves a pat on the back. Um, so we're back with episode six. We're still in our fruit of the spirit series. If this is the first episode that you're listening to from us, go back to the, at least season, um, the first episode of season three, so that you can join in right from the beginning of the fruit of the spirit series. And today we are going to be talking about kindness, um, which I don't know about you guys, but like every other week, whenever we have a topic, I have that theme in my life so abundant and like apparent and in my face it's like this massive pink elephant that just walks around in every room that I'm in (laughs) like it's just there at all times which I love because I feel like and I know that Amy and Amanda would agree with me we're getting real life hands-on experience as to how to personify that characteristic right how do we implement that in our life how do we teach our children how can we be better in doing this Um, And that's obviously a good thing because then we come together at the end of that week and we record this podcast together and we teach everything that we learn to you guys. So it helps out, um, but then it also makes for a crazy week. Every single time it makes for a crazy week. Uh, So without further ado, Amy is going to pray us in and then we're going to go ahead and get started because we are still trying very, very hard to keep these things less than an hour. We have not been super successful with that, but that's that's okay it's neither here nor there so amy go ahead and pray us in for us dear heavenly abba as we gather to study your living word tonight we pray for your help for the enabling of the holy spirit to understand what it says in your word let it be your words as we do our best to lead that we are able to explain our findings clearly and share your truth that we humbly accept it, and that we may live it faithfully. In Yeshua's mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Amy. Okay, one last disclaimer before we just jump right in. It is feeding time for the Schaefer herd at my house right now. So if you hear crazy noises, I'm in my room. My husband is handling dinner time with the kids. It might get a little loud. I apologize in advance. Um, I always think that you guys can hear my kids or hear the dogs. And then whenever I go back and I'm like editing these and like posting them and stuff, I can't hear any of the background noise. So hopefully that's the case today. But just in case, if you hear a kid screaming, they are safe, they're being fed and they probably just don't want to eat their dinner. Okay. So if we are going to be looking at a characteristic and trying to figure out how we need to implement it in our life, the first thing that we need to do is we need to understand what that characteristic is. Like, like what is it? How, how are we supposed to act this out? What does it mean? Um, and I know whenever people hear kindness, a lot of times they associate that with kind of like a pushover type. And then there's going to be announcements too. So you might, (laughs) you might hear my Alexa going off making announcements, Um, but kind of like that pushover, like just let people walk all over you thing. And that is not what kindness is. Kindness is not weakness. It is not compromising of the truth. It is not giving in to evil. It is how you speak and how you act. It is an attitude that you carry. It doesn't have to beat down another person in order to stand tall. 
you can have your kindness be something that every person that has ever interacted with you can say she's very kind right like if you if you were sitting with two three four people and you ask them to describe you what words are they going to use to describe you and I'm saying that not because the opinion of others matter right like only Yahweh's opinion of us matters but how we behave obviously leaves an impression on other people. So if you were to ask two or three other people how they would describe you, would they say that you are kind? I would hope so. I hope that that is a word. I hope that's one of the first words that people think of when they think of me, that I am kind, that I am helpful, that I am a servant. Those are the things that are most important to me. Not that, oh, she's successful or she's really good at this or what, you know what I mean? Like I, I want the fruits of the spirit to be what people are seeing in me first and foremost. And I think that everybody that's listening to this would feel the same way. Um, so we have one homeschool kiddo, but uh, during COVID I was homeschooling all of my kids and I bought them a lot of resources for us to homeschool. And one of the things that I got was like this book series by Robert Strand. That is literally a book series over. I'm showing the camera again, as if they can see. <laughs> anyway it's a book series by robert strand over the fruits of the spirit so each fruit of the spirit is in its own little study book and we were doing these like as a family it has sections in there that you're reading and it has questions that you can answer all that stuff but there was um one section in the kindness book that i really 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 liked that i wanted to read to you guys it says in his life and ministry yeshua embodied kindness he modeled it and he expressed it why was his presence so sought after by men, women, and children? People are attracted to kindness personified. Kindness is planted in seed form. It's imputed and ingrained in the new nature of a new Christian under the code name of fruit. It's ours to develop by the work of the spirit. It's to be shown in all of our human contacts. The goal is for each of us to be as kind to others as Yeshua in his mercy has been kind to us. Kindness is a sign of greatness. It is intended to pervade and touch our entire nature. It is to replace the harsh and the hardness. Yeshua was a kind person. And we are we we are called to be like Yeshua, right? Like we are called to follow his example. And no, it doesn't matter if you are a whole Bible believer, if you are Baptist, if you are Catholic, if you are non-denominational, like whatever quote unquote religion you fall under whatever your belief system is, if you believe in God and you believe in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, then you know that you are called to be like he was. And the number one thing that he was, was kind. Like he didn't walk around screaming at people. He didn't walk around treating people poorly. Like we, we know that everybody knows that. We can clearly see that he radiated that kindness. And now I want to take a look at how Yahweh originally showed that he was kind. Um, if we look at Psalm chapter 103, and you guys will have to bear with me, you know, I have my, my Bible with my 700 ribbons in it, marking all of the verses we're going to be going over. Um, but Psalm 103, verse one through 18, and I'm reading from the scriptures. So it is the restored names and all of that stuff. This is going to be talking about the character of Yahweh. Blessed Yahweh, O my being and all that is within me, bless his set apart name, bless Yahweh, O my being, and do not forget all of his dealings. Who forgives all your crookedness? Who heals all of your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving commitment and compassion? Who satisfies your desire with the good? Your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yahweh is doing righteousness and right ruling for all of the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moshe, Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Yahweh is compassionate and showing favor, patient and great and loving commitment. He does not always strive nor maintain it forever. He has not done to us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our crookedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his loving commitment towards those who fear him. As far as east is from west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion for his children, so Yahweh has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we are made. He remembers that we are dust. A man's days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind blows over it, and it is no more. And its place no longer remembers it. But the loving commitment of Yahweh is from everlasting to everlasting. Upon those who, who fear him, 
and his righteousness to his children's children, to those who guard his covenant and to those who remember his orders to do them. So if we are a follower of Yahweh, if we are a follower of Yeshua, if we are living that life, if we are making that commitment every single day to him, he is going to continue to rain that kindness down on us. He's going to give us the forgiveness that we do not deserve, but we so desperately need. He is going to, what does it say here? He's going to crown us with loving commitment and compassion. He is going to satisfy our desires with good, the things that are good that fit his will, not like the desires of your flesh, right? He's not going to give you the desires of your flesh. He's going to give you the desires that are good and of his will. He is going to renew our youth. He's going to see our righteousness. He's going to be patient. He's going to always be in loving commitment with us. On and on and on, this psalm tells us how great and amazing he is and how much he loves us and how kind he is. And if you flip into the New Testament to Titus, we're going to be in chapter three. Um, we are doing chapter three, verse three through eight. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, led astray, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in evil and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of Elohim, our Savior, toward man appeared, he saved us, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his compassion, through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the set-apart spirit which he poured out on us richly through Yeshua Messiah, our Savior, that having been declared right by his favor, we should become heirs according to the expectation of everlasting life. Trustworthy is the word, and in this regard, I wish you to strongly affirm that those who have believed in Elohim should keep their minds on maintaining good works. This is good and profitable to men. This is a call to us to keep our mind on doing good works. Right here in the New Testament, a, another example of another follower, right? Somebody who is educated in, in what Yeshua wanted us to do. He is educated in what Yahweh wanted us to do, telling us that we are called to live in good works. That means we are to love our neighbor as ourselves and we are to love god with all of our heart all of our mind and all of our soul and then all of the other instructions hang on those right so if you're loving your neighbor clearly you're being kind to your neighbor that's an obvious one i have a couple of verses here in proverbs and then a reference to one of the um uh, uh, one of the scriptures in torah as well um let me find that's up the black ribbon, Tracy, it's the black ribbon. Remember, I have like seven black ribbons. <laughs> I need to be more specific. I need to put like a bead on them or something. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 21. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who shows favor to the poor, oh, blessed is he. What, a, what an amazing example of how we can be kind. And haven't we been told this in scripture hundreds of thousands of times that we are supposed to be showing favor to the poor. We are supposed to help the orphan and the widow, right? Like we are called to serve those who have less than us. We are called to use the abundance that Yahweh has given us to help those who don't have as much, right? So the reference for that one is going to be Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Let me pull that up real quick. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do these things some in my Bible, some on the computer. So it's going to take me just a second. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18 says, you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Again, we can see very clearly that we are told in Torah, we are reminded all throughout like the prophets and in Psalm and Proverbs. And then we are shown how to do it by Yeshua. And then we are reminded by all of his disciples 
Again, like we are told the exact same thing 70 different times in scripture. You you can't deny these things. These are things that we are called 1000% to do. So stop and think how you can be kind to somebody that is less fortunate than you today, because it's not just being kind to like your friends. That's, that's not what's important. Obviously being kind to your friends is important. You know what I mean? That's not it. It doesn't end there. Having a spirit of kindness doesn't end with being kind to the people that you know and love that are like always like on your side, right? Like the the real test comes with being kind to people that you don't know or being kind to people who are not kind to you or being kind to people who are like living in sin, who are doing things that directly affect your life, which I'm going to get into that later on in, in, in my notes here, but this is another call right here telling us we are supposed to be kind to those who have less than us. So how can you this week go and show some kindness to somebody who has less than you do? How can you go and help the poor this week? The next one is going to be Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31. It says, he who, he who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who esteems him shows favor to the needy. And then the reference for that one, or I guess the cross reference, whatever you want to call it, is going to be Deuteronomy chapter 15. I can never spell that one. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7. And that says, if among you one of your brothers should become poor in any of your towns within your land, that Adonai, your Elohim, is giving you, you shall not harden your heart or shut your hand against your poor brother. Another call to be kind to those who have less than us. Fun fact, there are several Torah commands, like instructions, that tell them exactly how to take care of those who are less needy than them. When they planted their crops, right, they were told not to harvest the edges, they were supposed to leave the edges of their fields for the vagabonds, right? For the for the the orphans, the widows, the people who are traveling through, people who might just be passing by and are hungry. They were called to not harvest that part of it, right? There's also um, like forgiveness of debts that is in there too, because they he didn't want his people holding these like things over people who are less fortunate he didn't want them holding a debt over them so you could only owe a debt for seven years every seventh year it got wiped away right like they had to forget it um so it's it, it's just it's always fascinating to me whenever we start to do these studies that i can see so clearly looking through or just remembering recalling scripture that i already know I can see, oh, well, that's him telling us exactly how to be kind. Oh, that's him telling us exactly how to be kind here. Oh, look, that's him showing us exactly how to be kind here, right? Just the same as with love or with peace or with whatever. I can see them all in every instruction that he's ever given us. The last one that I have for here is going to be Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. And it says, he who shows favor to the poor lends to Yahweh and he repays his deed. He is capitalized there. He who shows favor to the poor is helping out Yahweh. You're not just helping out the poor. You're helping out Yahweh. And then Yahweh is going to repay his deed. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a pretty sweet deal on my part. Like he's, he's giving me exact instructions on how to be kind. And then he's telling me that if I'm kind, he's going to make sure that I'm repaid. For that kindness right i'm going to be blessed i'm going to have provision which is so incredibly important especially in the world that we live in right now when you're spending 600 a week on groceries you're pretty stinking excited for the provision of yahweh right like you you feel pretty blessed <laughs> whenever you're not having to like not feed your children that week that that's a that's a pretty good feeling right uh, the cross-reference for that one is going to be Deuteronomy chapter 23, and it's going to be two verses. It's chapter or verse 19 and verse 20. So verse 19 says, you shall not charge interest on loans to your brother, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything that is lent for interest. So again, talking about 
uh, like the debts and all of those things right there. He's telling them not to charge interest. It's also funny because you're going to see right now in, in verse 20 that he's talking specifically about people of Yahweh. Like the rules and the regulations that he has set are for the people of Yahweh. So if you are not, if you were, were a pagan, if you were of the nations, whatever, you were not included in this. So it says you may charge a foreigner interest, right? Because they're not a child of Yahweh, but you may not charge your brother interest that the Lord, your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. So again, showing us he is going to repay that debt. You're going to show kindness. You're not going to charge interest. You're not going to hold this debt over somebody's head for past that seven-year mark, right? And then he is going to make sure that you are taken care of. So kindness, when we're when we're showing it, it's not just for the person that we're showing it to. Now, we've also learned that it's also for Yahweh, but then it's also for us. So um, why are we not, what, why is this not easier for us to do, right? Like why, why do we struggle sometimes to be kind? And again, we have to remember, it's not just being kind to the people that it's easy to be kind to. It's being kind to everybody that is in, in your, your sphere here, everybody that you encounter. If you turn over to Galatians, that's going to be our next verse. It's going to be Galatians chapter six, verse 10. It says, so then, as we have occasion, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of the belief. So again, people who are of the household of belief, people who are Yahweh's children, right? We are to be especially kind to them because that is his creation. Those are his people. Those are the ones who are also out here trying to be kind, right? Like if we were all in alignment with his will, this is how this would work, right? His plan would be working the way that he wanted it to, to work, right? Um, And I have a note here, the hardest time to be kind is when someone else is living in sin and that sin affects her life. Last night, we were on a women's Bible study that we do every week, and we were talking about Cain's wife. We're doing like a women's study right now. And there's not, there's literally one mention of Cain's wife in the regular 66 canon. And it literally just says that Cain got married. He knew his wife. They conceived a child, right? So what we were able to surmise from, from this is that they got married, they had, they had children, and then Cain was banished right? So we know if he was banished, she was banished too. And she was banished, not because of her own issues, not because of her own sin. She was cast out. She was turned into like this disgrace, right? She was cursed because of the sins of her husband. That, I mean, right there, that's a perfect example of somebody who is having the sins of others affect their life. And I like to believe, we don't have any other information, but I would like to believe that she was somebody who was really in touch with, with Yahweh and what his plan was. And she was in alignment with that. So she was showing her husband kindness and she was clinging to him and supporting him and, and not, not letting the, the fact that she was being quote unquote, punished for his sins, turn her into a hard-hearted person, right? She wasn't magnifying her hardship by doing that, but instead she was focusing on having the fruits of the spirit. One of my favorite verses that I found describing the kindness of Yahweh um, is in Isaiah. That is going to be Isaiah 58. It's, I say one of my favorite verses, but it's like six verses. <laughs> it's going to be chapter 58, verse seven through 11. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked and cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light would break forth like the morning, your healing spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The esteem of Yahweh would be your rear guard. Then when you call, Yahweh would answer. When you cry, he would say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking of unrighteousness, if you extend your being to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness will be as noon. 
Then Yahweh would guide you continually and satisfy your being in drought and strengthen your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So again, just, I, I I love the way that that's written. I love the way that they speak um, in the prophets to begin with. All of the prophets are some of my favorite to read. Um, but this is, again, just showing us that kindness isn't just for the person that we're being kind to. It's kindness for Yahweh as well. And then it's kindness for us. Because when we are in alignment with his will, which his will is clearly for us to be kind, he didn't create his creation for it to sit there and rip itself apart, right? He doesn't want his creation being unkind to each other. All parts and pieces of that puzzle are supposed to work the way that they were designed to work. It's us that messes it up. So whenever we stop messing it up and we get into alignment with his will, he's going to bless us abundantly with his presence, with his love, with his mercy, with his grace, with his provision. He's going to be there to help us through that. Um, I want to recall to everybody's mind, we've talked about this verse before, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40. And it tells us, um, you know, that's the part where it tells us that the, all of the Torah hangs on these two, right? Um, you shall love Yahweh, your Elohim with all of your heart, with all of your being, with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commands hang all of the Torah and all of the prophets. He wants all of his creation to fall in alignment with that. He wants all, that, that's why it's in there. That's why it's in there. That's why it was said. That's why Yeshua came here and told us that, right? Because he wants all of his creation to finally just wake up one day and get with the program. And how do we 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 know this, right? As as being mothers, we know this. How do we help other people see how to be kind what is the easiest way that we can do that by being kind ourselves, right and again not just kind to the person that it's easy to be kind to be kind to your ex be kind to your i know amy you should see amy's face right now she's like laughing because this is a struggle bus for me <laughs> this is a struggle bus for me um be kind to the person who disagrees with your opinion on something. Be kind to the person on the internet who is very clearly not being kind to you, right? Making mean comments on your post or something. Be kind to these people because then everybody else that sees you being kind to the person that it's not easy to be kind to, they're going to, to have that light. You're, it, it, he told us, your light is going to shine brighter. The darkness is going to flee from that. And when that light shines brighter, people cannot help but see it and be attracted to it and want that light for themselves. The ways that I show kindness in my day-to-day -day life um, literally changes day-to-day. -day. I, I struggle a lot with this. I struggle a lot with feeling... I don't know how to say it, like remembering that like he is the one that's going to seek justice, right? Like he he is the one that's going to make things balance out, right? I, I struggle very badly with wanting things to be fair, but never feeling like they're fair, right? Um, so like, and that's not just that that's an effort, like with my kids, with my husband, with my ex-husband, with his ex-wife, like. I just, I struggle with that a lot. So that changes for me day to day, but the examples that I was able to think of for this week that I like literally saw firsthand is holding my tongue. Sometimes the kindest thing that you can do is just say nothing at all. Just hold your tongue. You don't have to speak. You don't have to have something to say. Okay, the person who is doing the thing, whatever it might be, if it's your child disobeying and not doing their chore, if it's your husband because he had a rough day at work and he's being snarky or whatever, if it's um, a, a friend who's no longer a friend, if it's a, a, a situation like me and my husband have where we have exes and we're constantly dealing with kid issues and child support issues and all of this stuff, you don't, you don't always have to say something. You could just not say something. You just not, you could just not reply. 
And that is often the best decision for you to make in the first place. Um, with my children, I really have to work to remember that the way that my tone comes across to them is going to matter more than the words that I'm using, right? Like I, like you could say anything you want to somebody, it's how you say it that matters, right? So I have to be very mindful of my tone with my children because I do get very touched out or I get very overwhelmed with all of the noise or all of the things that I'm having to do. Like, you know, I'm not just cooking dinner when I'm cooking dinner. I'm also making sure that these three kids get their homework done. I'm signing the homework packet. Somebody comes up to me and needs a field trip permission slip signed. I have another kid that's in the shower, but he's taking 45 minutes to take a shower. So I have to make an announcement and tell him to get out of the shower. And then I have another other two kids over here screaming and fighting at each other. So I have to break that up. Oh, wait, don't burn the chili. Come back and stir the food. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing 72 things at once. I know you guys all understand what I'm talking about because whether you have one kid or you have 10 kids, it's the same thing. Oh yeah. Amanda said, and then one pukes that happens. <laughs> like that is my life. <laughs> that is mom life. 100%. Um, and I, I, maybe I wouldn't get so like touched out if there was only one. I don't know because I don't just have one kid. I don't just have two kids, right? I have 10. So I don't know if I get so touched out because I have 10 or if that's just who I am like in general, right? Um, but I do get, I get very touched out. I get very overwhelmed with the noise. Sometimes I get sensory overload um, and I won't mean to like, hey, do your homework. We'll come out with more attitude than I mean for it to, right? And remember the first thing that we learned is that kindness is an attitude that you carry so I have to just if, if I speak in a way that wasn't kind I immediately have to apologize and I have to say it again I'm sorry let me try that again and say it again right um and then of course they are learning this by seeing my example they see that light they see that I am big enough to apologize whenever I say something or do something wrong they see that I am always trying to do better and they are learning by that example they are some very slow learners sometimes <laughs> not gonna lie 15 year old girls are not the quickest student right like they they don't just pick that up overnight sometimes it takes a while and that can also lead to more tone <laughs> that I don't want to have um so it, it's just it's a it's important to remember who you are today is not who you were when you were a child right where you are in your faith is not where your husband is at in his faith where you are on this walk is not where that person on the internet who's commenting mean things is right? Who I am, the, the journey that I am on and the part of the path that I am on is not the same spot that his ex-wife is on. So I don't get to let, I, I have to remember that. I don't get to let that like be forgotten. I don't get to let the things that she might say or do or whatever, get a reaction out of me because I'm over here on the path, right? I'm over here and that's where my focus has to be. And all of this is easier said than done. But the point of these episodes is for us to share one, our successes, share our struggles and offer you any sort of encouragement or inspiration or just like a shoulder to lean on, offer you a kind word or a prayer if you're struggling with these things too. So that's all I had for you guys. I don't know which one of you, you two lovely ladies wants to go next in rock, paper, scissors it. Okay. We'll go, we'll go with Amy next and then we'll do Amanda. All right. Sounds good. Oh, you cover so much girl. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay. Um, in our one step closer Bible, um, it has those little blurbs before each chapter. And there was one part here that kind of stood out to me that I wanted to share. Each of us has some kind of leadership role, whether it's a parent, a teacher, a pastor, or just a good example for those around us. We must start our leadership training and preparation with life building, becoming God's person. Um, Titus is where I'm at. And um, if you haven't read Titus, 
it's a three chapter book, go read it. The whole thing is good, but I am going to read chapter two since Tracy did chapter three. Um, as for you, Titus, promote, as for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the other men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect, and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train up the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage young men to live wisely, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let every example you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God and Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And I highlighted 12 and 13. We are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to that the wonderful day, the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us, and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. Titus 2, 11 through 14 has a little blurb here that hope helps us control our impulses, choose godly responses, and above all, nurture a deepening devotion to our loving God. Titus 3, 4 through 5, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. This is our model of the ultimate kindness, a gift of great worth given to us when we least deserved it. Imagine that your child had been rebellious and unkind to you for some time. When you then feel like, would you then feel like giving this child the gift of a lifetime yet in our sinful condition god gives us the gift of everlasting life no wonder we call his kindness amazing grace strong's concordance uh defines the word used here um as goodness excellence uprightness meaning that um you're meeting real needs in God's way, in his timing. With the believer is the spirit. Produce goodness, which meets the need and avoids human harshness or cruelty. We do not have a term in the English language that has the notion of kind and good together. It was kind of interesting that you know, we just we just don't have a word that describes this loving kindness that God has given us, that he has um, provided for us. Romans eleven twenty two. Therefore, consider God's kindness and severity, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness towards you. If you remain in his kindness, otherwise you will be cut off. So we need to continue in God's grace and goodness to us. 
a relationship of continual abiding. There's no security in the bond of the gospel apart, for apart from perseverance. Titus 3, 4, he reached out to us long before we reached out to him. We never rescued ourselves. He rescued us. Admittedly, I am prone to fits of anger. It's not hard to fight with others. It's easy to slander people we have not even met, especially in today's world with all the social media apps. In general, we tend to show rude behavior and a general lack of consideration for other people. This world is crazy and you all know it. <laughs> and this is just, it seems that um, people are just not considerate anymore. They don't think of the other person. One of the largest, most changed personality traits that God has changed in me since I started studying the word is my ability to look at things from other people's perspective, giving others the benefit of the doubt. I know this has changed because when my husband and I are having discussion and he vents to me about an issue, I'll give him another perspective and he gets irritated with me and says I always take somebody else's side. I'm always on somebody else's side. No, I'm just giving you another perspective of what could maybe be happening. And I know that lets me know that I'm following um, the Holy Spirit and not my flesh of how to think of things. Um, when we're putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, and the last little bit I have here for you is that God's kindness is meant to lead us to repentance. So not the longest, but, you know, we got her done. <laughs> so on to Amanda. I thought it was really good. Because this world do be crazy. Okay. Kindness. Oh, my mom always would say, more so to my brothers than me, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. The Bible tells us the same thing and many times and in different ways. In Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has given forgiven you. Paul tells us that we need to put away our hard feelings towards someone. Don't speak with malice, but be tender-hearted and forgive. Kindness and forgiveness go together like peanut butter and jelly. And I just realized that I make a lot of food references for some reason with comparing the I can tell what's on my mind. Um, many of us have that one person who comes to mind who has hurt us on such a deep level that the thought of seeing them makes you instantly mad and annoyed. And then your mind goes to all the ways you would curse them out or flip them off. But we are better than that. Jesus flipped tables, not the bird. We are to be tolerant, posed, polite, just like Jesus would be, do. He would forgive this person and, oh, wait a minute. I totally lost my spot. Okay. We are to be tolerant, posed, and polite, just like Jesus would do. He would forgive this person, and that can be hard to do. But if Jesus can forgive those who nailed him on the cross as he hung on it, and if God can forgive Daniel for stealing another man's woman and then commit premeditated murder, then we can forgive this very flawed person who did us wrong. To forgive is to give yourself kindness. It is kind to our mind and body and soul. To forgive the unforgivable. Luke 6.35 But love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. And you will... And you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. 
be merciful just as your father is merciful. That drives the point through with the powerful words of our Messiah. We should always show kindness everywhere we go. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Gotta find it. Okay, stuff's just falling. It's all right. Um, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Tie kindness around your neck so you so you go, and you will leave in your wake smiles, relief, joy, and the Heavenly Father will reward you for doing so. In doing this, we have set an example for our kids, teaching them how they can spread kindness and have and it have a positive outcome. Could you imagine if everyone in the world showed more kindness to each other? No wars, no homeless, no starvation, no corrupt politics, no racism of any kind. There would be no evil. You see, where there is kindness, there is God's love, his light. And the evil one cannot reside where there is God's light. Satan is a big old coward. That is why he hides in darkness. He likes to put that darkness in our minds and mess with us, toying with our anxiety, our depression, our fleshly thoughts and feelings. And he tries to justify them. The more kindness we show, the more, the more kindness we show, the more that people like you and me, followers of Jesus Christ, can show kindness to the lost, the poor, the drug addicts, the alcoholics. Zechariah 7.10. Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. We can break the stereotypes that Christians are just a bunch of white, racist, sexist, homophobic bigots. And more we show kindness like Jesus would, the less room Satan has to play. So show the same kind of kindness to a gay atheist as you would a preacher man. There are story after story of kindness in the Bible. Take the Pharaoh's daughter. She showed kindness to baby Moses. She could have just turned away when she, and when she saw the baby boy in a basket and let him float on by and let nature take its course. But she didn't. She plucked him out of the water and loved her, him as her own. Ruth is another good example of how showing kindness can be rewarded by God. Ruth showed kindness to Naomi, staying by Naomi's side, providing food for the old woman. She showed kindness and God rewarded her with the love of her life, Boaz. That union providing a lineage to Jesus. There are so many. The nameless woman with who washed Jesus' feet with her hair. The good Samaritan, Joseph. And the kindness of them all, Jesus. Kindness can sometimes be a struggle to do. When our gut reaction to a situation or a person is anything but kind. Most of the time, mine's sarcasm. I'm good at it too. <laughs> okay. Um, but kindness doesn't need to be some grand gesture. And don't uh, record yourself doing your kind deed because then you are doing it for selfish reasons and motives just to get views and comments about how amazing you are. That is a false kindness. That's the kind of kindness the evil one would show. Instead, show a Christ kindness. Pick up that fruit that the elder man, elderly man dropped at the grocery store. Buy the Caramel Delight Girl Scout cookies from the little girl with no customers. Yes, those are my favorite. I'm not going to argue. They're the best. Give a smile to a Karen out in the wild. Give a homeless man five bucks. Who cares what he uses it for? You are called to give that money. God will use that as an opportunity to save another lost lamb. Forgive that one person who hurt, who hurt you so deeply or gets under your skin. 
that one person you would love to punch in the face. I want you to try and be kind to them and forgive them. Forgive them and move forward with your life without carrying that burden on your shoulders. Speak to people with the Holy Spirit-filled heart. Teach your children, your husband, your parents, heck, even your coworkers, to love your neighbor as yourself. Set an example for them. Spread kindness by spreading God's word. Show people what glory God can bring into their life by bringing the one to make someone else smile today. And that's it. Nailed it yet again. Did you really say Karen out in the wild though? Yeah. Okay. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I heard that right. <laughs> um. So yeah, guys, all of these things are like easier said than done. We know that. We we live in this world too. We're not like somehow immune to the chaos or the hardship or the anger or the bitterness or it, like we we have flesh too. But I'll tell you, I know this for fact because I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in myself. Every single day that you make a decision to step away from your flesh and towards the spirit, it becomes easier to do it day after day after day. The moment that you stumble and you don't take that step away from your flesh, right? It's easier for your flesh to keep you there day after day after day after day so you have to just you have to just rip off the band-aid you have to rip off the band-aid you have to decide this area i'm really struggling with i've i've like pussyfooted around it enough now i have i have tried different things enough times i've prayed about it enough like i'm i'm done just waiting for it to magically be easier and i'm going to just deny my flesh when it tells me to be unkind when it tells me to speak harshly when it tells me to be impatient remember whenever we were talking about patience we learned that impatience is literally the root of all of the stumbling blocks right when you're feeling impatient when you're feeling rushed when you're feeling like you can't possibly just sit my husband and I were we were having um a conversation the other day because we were driving to the to a doctor's appointment and there was like it was like horrible traffic and people were driving like crazy people like they were literally they were just they were cutting in front of people they were driving really really slow there was a billion red lights like it took us 45 minutes I feel like to get across town not really but it felt like it like it took forever for us to get 20 minutes across town right and it was at three o'clock in the afternoon like that's not even when rush hour is supposed to be and he was just Bless his heart, he was getting so impatient because he doesn't do well in traffic to begin with, right? And we're trying to get to an appointment that we, like we have a, a scheduled time to be at this appointment and all these people are taking forever and he's just getting more and more and more frustrated. And I'm really trying not to get frustrated right along with him because what good is that gonna do if he's frustrated and I'm frustrated? That is, that's putting oil and water. That's not a good mix, right? Like I have to, step away from the flesh and I have to try to lean into the spirit and I have to be calm and I have to be patient and I have to encourage him to be patient and that it's going to be okay and I have to be a good example and like all of these things so that it doesn't turn into like a huge issue over freaking traffic which seems so silly to like say out loud but how think about how many times in the last week you've had like this volcanic type of situation occur over something so silly and small that could have been solved if you would have just like not said anything or if you would have handled a situation with a little bit more kindness right like we don't always have to uh, allow we don't have to pour the baking soda in we don't have to allow for the volcanic eruption right like we we don't have to do that we could just choose not to do that and every time that you choose not to do that, it becomes easier and easier and easier. So we hope that this episode was, oh, do you have something, Amanda? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, and it's difficult with the, the day that we live in these days where everyone wants to have the last word and mm -hmm. everybody has an opinion. It makes it really hard because everybody wants to just have that last little jab. I'm right. You're wrong. That's it. And being taken the higher ground, having that kindness and that patience is hard. It is not something that's easily done and it takes a lot of practice. So I don't want you guys to think, okay, I'm going to go out and do this and I'm going to be amazing. And then when you mess up, you're just going to beat yourself up over it. It's just part of it. 
we all three of us do the same things. We're talking all day long, every day. I did this. I did this wrong. And we'll even point it out to each other. Hey, you probably could have handled that a different way. And most of the times they tell it to me and I roll my eyes and silently say, shut up. I didn't ask for that. I just wanted you to be like, you're totally right, girl. He was stupid, you know? So <laughs> man, she is really she's being honest right now. Holy man. Go on, Amanda. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> um, yeah. So just take it day by day and don't beat yourself up for it because all you gotta do is be like god i'm gonna need you a lot more today than i did yesterday and he'll be there to show ourselves just as much kindness yes oh for sure we it, kindness again it is not just showing the person that you like and is your friend and it's easy to show them kindness it's showing everybody kindness that you interact with which is showing yahweh kindness which is then going to have him showing you kindness it's a circle just like everything else in scripture, it's cyclical. It goes around and yep. around and around and it repeats and it repeats and it repeats. That's the whole point. Yep. <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, but yeah, uh, every single day it's, it's, it's a, it's like a measure, right? Like how, how much did I mess up today compared to how much did I mess up yesterday? Right? Like, is it less? Is it more? If it is more, if I messed up more today than I messed up yesterday, did I spend the right amount of time in scripture today? Did I open my Bible at all? Did Do I you want me to make you like a graph? Right. Like that's, that's what it is. I'm, I'm telling yep. you guys, it sounds sounds yeah. like silly or whatever but I, like if you track these things which i do i track these mm -hmm. things like it's it's in my my planner every single day i have a habit tracker and i have on there worship music i have bible study i have water i have workout i you know what i mean like i have all of these habits on there on my planner and i check these little boxes every day and i have a mood tracker in there too and i can see when i'm having a really rough day when i'm struggling with the kids the most when I am feeling sad or like not myself, like you, I can't even explain it. I can't even like put a word to it. I just feel disconnected. That would be the only mm -hmm. word that I could like ascribe to how I feel sometimes is disconnected. And then I look back at my habit tracker and I'm like, you listened to zero worship music today. Yep. You didn't spend any time in prayer. You forgot to do your Bible study. Good job. And you wonder why you're having a bad day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's, start start looking at these volcanic situations that you have in your life um as little deal things instead of big deal things right mm -hmm. and look to see what has led to it what can you change because you can't control anybody else no you can't control what anybody else says or what anybody else does or what anybody else thinks or what anybody else feels you have zero control over anybody else you are the only thing that you can control so change what you can control set yourself up for success in the day read your scripture play your worship music make sure you say your prayers make sure you're intentional with your tone and your attitude make sure that you're you're staying focused on Yahweh all day long and and your day is going to be better it's proven it's fact <laughs> like yes. it happens if you do it you will see it for yourself which if you if you listen to this podcast then you are you're already aware of that but just in case somebody needed the reminder there's your reminder for the week anybody have anything else they want to add no. no all right well we hope that this episode was helpful for even just one person that this gave you the kick in the behind that you needed to start focusing a little bit more on your attitude and your tone and being kinder to yourself to everybody that you encounter um and we will see you guys back here next week we're going to be doing goodness and i for one am really excited about that one because i don't like if, if i say fruit of the spirit goodness i don't really know what that means you know, and my mind goes is what is the difference between goodness and kindness? Right. Right. I don't really know what that means. So I'm excited to learn. I'm oh, excited. That makes one of us. Amy looks like she has inside information over here. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. I would say um goodness is the action of kindness. Oh. So kindness is the attitude. Goodness is the action that takes place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to be back next week and uh, we're going to be learning all about that. And throughout this week, 
if you have any situation that you need prayer over, if you are looking for any guidance, if you need to reach out to us for any reason whatsoever, our email is in the show notes here. We have like an email specifically set aside for podcast listeners to be able to get in touch with us. Um, there's going to be description in the show notes. There's going to be resources listed there. You can find our social medias listed there, our stand store, all of that stuff in the show notes. So go and check that out and shoot us an email. Let us know how we can pray for you this week. And while you're doing that, also pray for us because um, whatever goodness means, we're going to have it tested this week. We already know that that's what happens for us. So we love you guys. We appreciate you being here. And remember, faith like- is a verb. Oh, oh, she that's how she was looking like that i was <laughs> waiting for her to say it <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this episode don't forget to join in on the conversation in the comments let us know your thoughts your takeaways or even offer up some suggestions for future episodes if you're enjoying our time of study together please tell your friends about it so we can study with them too you can always screenshot this episode and post it into your socials. Don't forget to check the show notes for any resources that we included in today's episode. May Yahweh, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, bless you today and all of your days. Mm-hmm.